to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bowen shield and the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends bow wolf and shulkapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings you can't live up to expectations so just do your best that's what i tell myself in most life endeavors just go with what you saw today change your opinion daily yeah i'm all about that you'll be wrong often but then you can just point back to when you were right no one will remember no one's listening hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends bo wolf here in my bunker zach berman in his Shilkapadia in his as uh, the second day of legal tampering is, I guess, coming to a close, although there could still be some late night fireworks as there were last night when Stefan Diggs was traded. But uh, the big news of the day, as we all know, Malcolm Jenkins moving on from the Eagles, the Eagles choosing not to exercise his 2020 option. And instead, they are re-signing Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills and potentially Jalen Mills replacing Malcolm Jenkins as the strong safety. Uh, If a report by Justin Anderson is correct, uh, we will unpack that all and talk about some of the other Eagles-related moves of the day. Gentlemen, how are you? Sheila, I'm sure it was a busy day for you with, uh, with the national news all over the NFL sphere. It has been a busy 48 hours just uh here in my basement uh monitoring and writing and analyzing and not seeing the family as much as i should for somebody whose family is home the entire day but we do have some exciting news tonight leela has uh two splinters in her index finger that she refuses she refuses to let anybody take these out and so it's been like a 48 hour battle uh we don't really know what to do we you know we tried the force method last night that she has very strong i don't know what the muscles are called in your finger but she just like makes a fist so Mm. you can't get to it and so just had a little (laughs) meeting with my wife she's gonna have to go in there Uh, she's gonna try the child is sleeping remove Mm. the splinter middle of the night move tonight so very exciting in the kapati household which has worked for you in the past if i remember correctly with uh, naya and a uh, a hangnail on her toe if i remember correctly wow Great, great memory. Yes. Now, Naya is a very heavy sleeper. So if it were her, I think we would be able to do that. Leela is not. She usually springs up and like she might be ready to go for the day, even if it's 1 a.m. So uh, nerves are very tense in the Kapati household. If anyone listens to this and wants to give us tips for getting these splinters out, just in case it's not successful tonight, uh, that would be appreciated. How did she get the splinters? I think just like a, a neighbor's just playground, outdoor, friend's just playground. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing uh, major. Okay, Zach. Malcolm Jenkins would approve those, uh, <laughs> those, those, those finger ailments. That's Bo true. wrote today about Malcolm's fingers. There you so. go. How are things in the Berman household? Uh, busy, uh, doing well, all things considered. Uh, How's potty training busy, going? Uh, <laughs> it's going. There's the, it's 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 the going. mission it's has not been aborted. You're pushing. You're pushing ahead. Yeah, pushing through. Uh, once you commit to something, you keep going. But uh, yeah, busy at, at home, busy with with work. And I I do want to say not to not to get sappy from the start, but uh, I I appreciate the messages from listeners about how 
the podcast is is kind of a a welcome either either a reprieve or something to take their mind off what's going on it's 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 really kind of rewarding uh, and satisfying to hear it because it's it's fun to do these podcasts. So I I appreciated those messages today. Am I, I not getting tagged in those in those bad boys? Or are those yeah, just I feel like I'm, I'm missing yeah. out on those too. Maybe yeah, that's just well, a Zach. Yeah, thing. yeah, is it just a Zach? No, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think all of you have. Okay, oh, well I'll have to check my mentions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will say that we're uh, we're working on setting up a fundraiser thing that we want to push people to uh, to be able to give towards. I think we can debut that tomorrow. But uh, let's let's talk about Malcolm Jenkins. And I guess we start with like paying just appropriate reverence to his legacy and uh, what he meant to to the team and the city. I disagree. I disagree. No. Let's get get to that at the end. Let's go after the organization for even making us have this conversation. Okay. You host the show then. Okay, let's get to the good stuff. Well, we wrote about this. On, yeah, we wrote about it all. But yeah, yeah. Well, we wrote about it, but I didn't read your guys' uh, analysis yet. Oh, I to, no, oh, let's go national guy. I wanted to go in fresh bothered. with the. Po- no, you want to go in fresh with the podcast. I don't know mm-hmm. what what one what you uh, think. So I will give my two cents quickly, which uh, you can read on the athletic, of course. And uh, listeners, if you do do not yet subscribe, you can do so for forty percent off at theathletic.com slash birds with friends. That's true. Those those continue to uh, people continue to use that code and sign up. So thank you for that. So uh, you know, I, I was definitely surprised by this. Not not shocked. I think always knew it was a possibility. I don't know what I would have put the percentage of it at. Maybe like twenty percent, fifteen, twenty percent. I didn't think it was up to certainly forty five, fifty percent. But man, you know, Malcolm Jenkins just released a statement here. Here and you saw the statement, and it's just surprising because it really sounds like Malcolm Jenkins went into this hoping to come to an agreement to stay in Philadelphia. This isn't something new. We knew he was unhappy with his contract going in last season. He showed up. He played. He played well. He, you know, he he doesn't miss snaps. He doesn't miss practices, as Zach has uh, written about and talked about. And then you figured. I always thought that him doing that, they probably had some kind of agreement that, hey, let's revisit this after the season. We'll come to an agreement and we'll move forward. Well, that was not the case. And so uh, it's surprising to me. We can get into the things you talked about, Bo, about his legacy and all those different types of things. But this is a move. I'm not trying to be the reactionary, uh, you know, hot take uh, artist or anything with this. You know, the person who just, oh, how could they get rid of him? Why didn't they sign this guy? But I feel like this is a, you know, uh, this is a bad move by them. And, and I think that uh, they should have been able to work something out. Let me read uh, Let me read Malcolm's statement, which he posted on Twitter. He says, Dear Philly, I'm usually a man with a lot to say. I take pride in my ability to articulate my thoughts and feelings. But, dot, 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 today the words are escaping me. There are too many people to thank and too many great memories to single anyone out in particular. I can only say I'm grateful to Mr. Lurie for the opportunity to represent this city. I thank my teammates for making me better every single day. I thank the warriors in this community that fight for a better Philadelphia, and I thank the fan base for embracing me as your own. I hope that I'm leaving having given more than I have received. That has always been my mission, and I hope I represented you all well. Also, this is my home, so I'm not so I'm sure you'll see me around. So this is not goodbye, but I'll see you later with a uh, cheers emoji. Uh, do you think it's notable that in that uh, he does not mention coaches, or I mean, obviously he's not going to mention the front office, but. Uh, no coaching staff stuff there? 
Uh, perhaps I I didn't think about that when you were reading it, but I mean, with Malcolm Jenkins, I I would probably assume that uh, very little is unintentional. So, yeah. um, if it if it was, uh, you know, if there was something there, then I you know I I I wouldn't put it past Malcolm. Well, Jim Schwartz, good defensive coordinator, but you know, uh, I I would take this many years with him, you know. <laughs> 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 it might not be that. Well, uh, listen, I mean, it could be, you know, it seems to me like they're choosing Jim Schwartz over Malcolm Jenkins. Wait, really? Well, what's what's I, this take? I don't know if I would frame yeah, it. I, I want to no, hear this. Know. Go with it. Go with it. I want to hear this take. Well, no, I just, I mean, I think I think uh, it's fair to say that those guys maybe didn't totally get along. And uh, like, oh. let, I think part of part of letting Malcolm go is like trusting Jim Schwartz's evaluation. Oh, interesting, Zach. What are, what do you think about that? Comment? Is that unfair to say? You think? I mean, I don't know that I would describe I, I any know, player so. on the defense that I would say he gets along with Jim Schwartz. You know, like that's not the kind of yeah. coach. Like uh, I don't. That's think probably anybody, right. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm but sure. But all they I know some... is that uh, Jim Schwartz's son isn't wearing a Malcolm Jenkins jersey. Well, that's true. Maybe he should have been. Uh, look, I, I I wouldn't frame it as the Eagles choosing Schwartz over Jenkins. Although I I would frame it as 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 very clearly the Eagles not valuing Jenkins um, the 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 way he clearly values himself. Uh, that that was my read on this is is that the Eagles didn't value Malcolm Jenkins enough to alter his contract. They could say they 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 want him back or or they wanted him back and i i imagine there's a degree of validity um but they they wanted him back at a certain number if that was the case and malcolm uh made clear that he wanted a new contract felt he earned a new contract uh did everything they asked him to do um he felt he did everything on on the field that he needed to do and uh Clearly, by the Eagles' actions, uh, they chose a different path, financially especially. And so my read on this is the Eagles had one value for him. Malcolm Jenkins had a value for himself. Uh, and I think the Eagles ultimately are going to get what they decide to pay for. Uh, they didn't want to pay Malcolm Jenkins more money or at least the money that, that Malcolm wanted. And and that's their prerogative. They have a valuation on a player or on a position, uh, but they need to be right here because they're losing a, a a really talented player, a really important player, and it's it's not like their plan to replace him is clear. So I'm I'm withholding like my full judgment until I I see what this looks like uh, when it's kind of said and done, but. If you just look at what they did today, um, they're a worse football team at what time is it? At eight forty-five p.m. than they were at eight forty-five a.m. I do think well, that. I, yeah, I, I do think go that ahead. what you said, Shield, uh, is true in that just like the way that these things normally go, the the holdout last spring turned to uh, showing up uh, and then like you know playing every snap of the season like those things that's typically uh you get rewarded with the contract like usually him coming back is like uh a soft promise that he's going to get the deal when the season's over so i do feel like um I, i'm not going to say i don't know what the conversations were i'm not going to say he was bamboozled but I, I feel like he was probably 
maybe led a bit astray. But the other thing that I that I do have to say is Oh, I, I disagree with you. You don't there. think so? No, I, I don't think he was I don't think he was led astray there. I, I think that uh I think he 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 realized this possibility all along and, and the way he was talking at the end of the season. That's true. Certainly made me think that at the, at the time that that he thought there was a distinct possibility he he wasn't coming back. You know, I I, I think that when he returned um, this this spring or or this summer in in June for mandatory camp, I don't think that was him conceding like, or I, I don't think that was him saying, "All right, I'm I'm coming back. You'll pay me this off season." I think that was him him saying, "All right, I'm coming back. I'll I'll play this year, and that might be it." Okay, that's fair. Uh, on the field, though, I have to say that I am more uh, open to moving on from Malcolm Jenkins than you guys are. Uh, well, if there was a plan. Well, well yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm going to get to. Let me finish it. Okay. okay. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he is 32 years old, and if he, I don't know what the demands were, but if but if he wanted to be paid like a top five or even top ten safety, maybe top ten, <coughs> Uh, the the skill that you get paid for is being able to play deep safety, and he can no longer do that. Yeah, I would. I I don't know that I would agree with that. Who got? Who was the safety who got paid the, the huge contract last offseason? Was Landon Collins? And okay, he is well, not. Washington not contracts a, don't count. Okay, well, I mean that's on the uh, open market, and he got fourteen million. Dollars a year. Rashad Jones, a few years ago, he is more of a strong safety. He got twelve million dollars a year, and so uh, you know, Harrison. Okay, fine. Harrison Maybe that's Smith, not what get, that's not point, what you get paid for, but that's what you okay. should get paid for. <laughs> yeah, you should I also would. get paid for rushing the passer, but they don't seem to care. You know, they're paying well, nose tackles thirteen million dollars. Well, that's fair. Okay, uh, I just I I think that it's fair to think at thirty two years old, this guy who has all this mileage on him. Uh, is probably not going to be worth what he's going to get paid on the field, and uh, you know a, a a box safety is not that difficult to replace. So the the in a vacuum decision to move on from Malcolm Jenkins, I think is okay. But if this is the plan, if the plan is Rodney yes. McLeod and Jalen Mills, then it's ridiculous. Like, what are they doing? Paying? What are they? And and what are they doing? Like pre-committing before free agency starts to paying. Rodney McLeod six million dollars a year, as if like they they're they're not even going to bother seeing if there are better options out there. And he's thirty years old, and Jalen Mills is obviously if that's their if that's their plan, that's a completely uh, you know projectable guesswork plan. Uh, it's it's uh, it, if this is the plan, it's bizarre, and I I don't believe that this will be the final iteration of what we're going to see. But if it is, it's ugly. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so I I do think you're underselling the football aspect of this. I mean, if nothing else, just the fact that the guy never comes off the field and is durable and is the only guy who seems to be able to communicate anything in the secondary over the last two years. All right, take everything else aside. Well, that's valuable. Competent, durable play, leadership, those things are valuable. I mean, just a box safety, I think, is selling him short, can match up with tight ends, can match up with running backs in the passing game. I think those things are certainly important. I mean, if he goes, I think if he goes to a creative defensive coordinator uh, who does more different things with blitzing and that type of thing, 
anything than Jim Schwartz, that he, he's going to be extremely valuable. You know, they started to do some of that with him in the second half of last year. He, he did a very good job at it. Uh, you know, I know stopping the run is not of the utmost importance, but certainly you want your strong safety to be very good at that. He does that. He plays special teams. He practices. He's a culture setter. Young guys look up to him. He's the voice between the players and the coaching staff, maybe the players and other people in the building. Uh, you know, now we're getting to the off-field stuff, everything he's done in the community, the leadership, all these. I mean, this all adds up. And so on the same day when you can't make an adjustment to make something happen with him and you send out these, you know, gushy videos about thank you for what you did. And then you sign Rodney McLeod to a $6 million a year contract who's 30 years old, like you said, who does not do a lot of those things. He had a very good, he had a good year last year. He's a free safety. It's a different role. It's a day after you signed a different player, you know, a defensive tackle, which was not a pressing need for $13 million a year. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but that all like just does not add up to me. Yeah. I, I hear a little bit of, of both of you here because what, what Bo was saying makes sense in, in that, look, if, if you don't think his, his production or his role on the field is worth that value, that's that's part of the, the 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 difficult decisions you need to make putting a football team together, okay? But but what's the plan? And and that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Perhaps it's Xavier McKinney. Perhaps it's it's that's it's not Grant a plan. Delpit. That's not a um, plan. No, no, no. So I'm saying I, I I need to see how this looks when this yeah, is over. Yeah, but that doesn't the count. The draft see... doesn't count in this right okay. now because they can't so, rely so on then, a draft so then guy here, being there. Uh, yeah, uh, here. So then then let me frame it it, it, it this way. If if they Move on from Malcolm Jenkins, and they announce the trade for like 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 Anthony Harris, or if if they had if Justin Simmons was on the open market, and they let Jenkins go, and they signed him, you say okay, okay they they let go of this of this player right. who's who's been a key player in your locker room, but this is part of franchise building. It, it's 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 almost like last year the the Ravens let Eric Weddle go, and then they signed Earl Thomas. You understand it, um, but if your plan is to let Malcolm Jenkins go. And then you say, all right, well, we're going to re-sign McLeod and we're going to get Jalen Mills and call him a D-back and say right. he, 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 can, he has the versatility to play safety. I just think what you did is you went with the inexpensive option. You, 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 uh, I, I don't want to say you were being cheap, but you didn't Classic value – um, yeah, you didn't value the production. Um, or, or, or you didn't value the position. And in that case, I think you would get what you pay for. Well, yeah, I think that uh, so I understand what Bo's saying with the way to look at this. And so the way to look at it would be what's more likely that the team that signed uh, on kind of a a value, you know, kind of a performance per dollar uh, metric. What's more likely that the team that signs Jenkins is going to get more or that whoever the Eagles have replacing him is going to get more? I, I feel pretty good that the team that signs Jenkins is going to get... I mean, we, you, you are right. We'll have to see what he was asking for. What's he going to get? Maybe it was something crazy. I don't know. I'm skeptical. I, I don't know that... Uh, you know, I think he and his agent are smart enough to know what a 32-year-old safety is going to get. So, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, they didn't see eye to eye, but Zach's right. Like, I don't want to hear from the Eagles that, well, we tried to sign him, but, uh, you know... We couldn't make it work. I mean, yeah, you, well, you tried, tried to sign him at a certain price. 
you know, your job is to sort of negotiate and find out a middle ground if you see the value in the player. So the bottom line is they didn't see the value in the player, like Zach said, that the player saw in himself. That's what pretty much every negotiation comes down to. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's crazy to envision a scenario where Jenkins goes somewhere really for the next two years, plays at a high level, really helps out a defense, and where you're sitting here saying, wow, it's another era where the Eagles are looking for help at safety. By the way, what was that, like a decade? I mean, how long was that window mm-hmm. where every offseason Howie Roseman is getting questions? I remember he was very honest at one senior bowl where he's like, I have a very hard time scouting the position, and they were just bringing guy after guy after guy who was terrible. It's a league-wide thing. It's a very difficult position to to fix. Yeah. Uh, and what is what is what is hard to swallow is if this is you know the uh, you know the bill coming home on Howie Roseman's promise to uh, get younger and and have less sentimentality. Okay, maybe that's great. That's uh, if if that's a, a, a top down measure that they're going to go forward with. Great, but it's hard to accept. Uh, saying, okay, Jenkins is the guy where this stops after you just extended Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson. And, like, are you are you still going to extend Zach Ertz? Like, or, or and you're going to re-sign McLeod. and you're going to re-sign Rodney McLeod? Like, yeah, this is exactly. where the buck stops? Like, that's, that's what's weird. Hard. That's what's hard to believe. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, we're all on board. We've been saying it for a while that they need to get younger. They need to make tough decisions. I would have liked to see that with other players and not with this player. That's my bottom line. Yeah. Uh, I I will add to that real quick What um, to what she was saying. I, I don't know what his, his contract demands were, but judging from his public comments, and he's he's been clear about this, that uh, he's not saying he he wants to be the highest paid safety in the NFL, but he was last season. He was he was the ninth highest paid, and four of the five biggest contracts were signed that uh, free agency. He he went farther down that list this off season, and my guess is he wants a deal that 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 places him among you know the the the, the top ten maybe top five, top eight safeties in the NFL. I think that's how he views himself. But I, I don't think he was trying to become the highest paid safety in the NFL by any means. Right. Okay. We shall see. Zach, so you what something do, to say? I, I do. I do. Um, and this is a time now when uh, people are looking for something to eat and, and maybe you are keep or I, I'm assuming, I'm hoping you're keeping in your house as much as you can. Uh, I really hope that that's Dash, the case. I hope you're all staying in your yeah, house. Yes. Yes. DoorDash has has uh, contactless uh, delivery that you know they can they can leave it for you. Uh, this is a good time to use DoorDash right now. When you're home, you can order. You can support local restaurants. You have big plans. Uh, order delivery with DoorDash and 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 take back time in your day to. Finish that novel, shred that workout, uh, or clean that cupboard. DoorDash brings all of America's flavors to your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BIRDS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app 
in the App Store and enter code BIRDS. Don't forget that's code BIRDS, B-I-R-D-S, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So let's talk a little bit about um, beyond letting Jenkins go, what like what what the deal is here with Jalen Mills and Rodney McLeod coming back because it's it's odd to me that you would choose to move Jalen Mills and retain Rodney McLeod when you could simply just re-sign Jalen Mills as a corner and move Avante Maddox to safety and still keep Agreed. Malcolm Jenkins. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, now, Great now they are different types of safeties. I would say, like the idea of Jalen Mills moving to safety is not crazy to me. I mean, I don't think they should sell this as a great option and what they were thinking about all along. And I don't know if they announced this today to let people know, hey, here's you know, we have a plan. We're not just letting Jenkins go. Maybe that's part of it. But you know, he has the skill set to. I also sh- wonder if it's if it's subtly a negotiation tactic with a different safety on the market. But go ahead. Oh, maybe. Uh, you know, he has the skill set to theoretically the things he does well. I mean, he, he likes to tackle. He's physical for a corner. I would imagine he could play the run. You know, he can match up with tight end. So like that part of it uh, certainly does make some sense to me. Avante Maddox, when he was uh, filling in at safety, he was in the more of the free safety Rodney McLeod role. So I do get that. But yeah, I mean, I would have I I would have rather had Avante Maddox playing free safety and Malcolm Jenkins playing strong safety than right. Rodney McLeod playing free safety than and uh, Jalen Mills playing strong safety. Now we're not sure 100%. that's exactly what it's going to be, but if that is what it's going to be, then it's going to be even more confusing. I think. I mean, it's it reads right now, and listen, there you know this this can sound silly because there's a lot of uh, signings still to be made, but it reads right now like uh, the Eagles are just penciling in Avante Maddox as an outside starting corner. You think so? Zach, you agree with that? It's really too soon for me to say because, like, I I don't know what they're planning to do at cornerback right now. Um, I I, I do know that they're – or or something I've I've heard is is that they're really into into kind of the versatility of their – Secondary this year that 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 they that they want guys they can kind of move around and, and, and mix and match. They gotta but stop watching. You still these, need two like, guys on videos of the uh, you know the 1980s Dutch soccer team. Like <laughs> let's let's just go line up and play some football, please. Wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you do need two uncle. guys on the outside yeah. who, who, who can cover. Uh, and and like Malcolm did so much for you too that that's that's hard to replace. Now, in the case of Jalen Mills. Uh, I mean, I I think that's that's more of kind of those 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 the, the show me type contract. He's coming off two injury shortened seasons. I, uh, they signed him to a, a one year deal. I don't think it's it's with like the expectation that he's a major major contributor. If it is, if if that's their plan, I I really don't know. I mean that. I would find that very. What was it? One year um, uh, up five up, million. One year up. Up well, to that's, five. That's million. a good deal. Uh, I, I would up. do that deal and figure it out later. I mean, I know. I know. Yeah, but but what? You know, yeah, well, I mean, we need to see what the contract looks like. Up to five million, it makes it seem like a lot of it is incentive. Exactly. That uh, sounds like a great deal yeah. for the Eagles. Yeah, it sounds like a nice deal. Oh, for I agree. The team where- but it's yeah, it's 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 not a deal that screams like you're our definite starter. You know what Correct. I mean? Correct. Yeah. I I mean, so if he has to play outside corner. Obviously, you're looking to upgrade that that spot, but you know you did win a Super Bowl with him playing 
uh, outside corner. So at that value, I mean, when you look at Trey Wayne's got like 14 million a year, uh, absolutely give me Jalen Mills at you know one year five yeah. up to up to five. Yeah, you're up to five million. Up, it, it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous about our Ronald Darby bet. It, I was thinking about that, but so far, I mean, you could do a Twitter search for Ronald Darby. I don't think, I don't, th- I don't think anyone's mentioned his name in his the first agent two lost days. His number. Yeah, he, I don't know if he's like retired or what. So I don't know how I'm going to be looking for that one. So I, did, I wasn't even going to bring it up. But uh, yeah. By the way, not to get off subject, I, I think I, I won the Jordan Howard bet. Yeah! Wow! How what about was the that? Bet? Uh, I don't. I was saying that there's going to be interest for him yeah. elsewhere more than than what the Eagles could could pay him. He's the first running back off the market, and and he he got decent money two years ten. Million. I mean, I will a hundred. I would have given you like if you would have told me two years ten million. Jordan, the first running back off the market, I'm afraid to know what kind of odds I would have given you. So I'm glad we didn't go that far with it. But yeah, what, where is that coming from? Unbelievable. It's a crazy what? deal. Yeah, that's crazy. That that is that's just like we we want to give away money. It seems like I don't know. So, so uh, anything else on the current state of the secondary and and what they do moving forward? Well, what's going to happen at cornerback? You yeah. know, because you mentioned Trey Waynes after we did the podcast last night. Kendall Fuller, uh, who's mm, who's a player boy. I had been talking up, he got paid four years, forty million. Uh, Cornerbacks are getting paid right now, and uh, you know Bradley Roby got a good contract. There are some guys left. There's there's Kevin Johnson who we oh talked about often. We are maybe his agent. Go, maybe, we are his maybe, they go, maybe they go Logan Ryan. Like maybe maybe if you maybe you talk yeah. yourself. Well, that would be easier to swallow if they didn't also bring back McLeod. Like if you're. You're you're gonna sign a Logan Ryan or a Chris Harris or something. That's yeah. Like, doesn't make I sense. just don't know what they plan to do. And, and if it's a trade I mean, for I'm, Darius I'm, Slay, I'm, like I'm that's out. That's what I was about like, to say. If if that happens, Bo, we need to get an emergency pod. Yeah, for Bo. that's that is the worst. I would agree. I think I I would not be on board with that move. And yeah, it, it is interesting. I mean, we've talked about the idea. Uh, you know, I was saying. If you build your roster, do you do four outside corners and just six other guys who can be uh, nickeled, you know, say either the safety spots? I don't know. Are they trying to move towards that? But yeah, Chris Harris is 31. That that certainly would not uh, would not make a whole lot of sense. Desmond Trufant is a guy we discussed yesterday. He's still out there. He's 30. But if you're looking for an outside competent corner, if you can get him on like a, I don't know, maybe you can get him on a one-year deal. That wouldn't be crazy. Logan Ryan definitely fits the versatility mold. He can play many different positions. He's a feisty guy. He's somebody I could see them, Jim Schwartz, really liking. He's 29 years old. You're not Is exactly... it Logan Ryan or Ryan Logan? What do you think? Uh, Prince Amukamara, 31. Eli Apple, uh, there, I haven't heard yeah. anything about him. He's 25, but he's been on three different teams Uh or this will be his third different team in, what, two, three years. Xavier Rhodes does not excite me. Mackenzie Alexander, he's still out there, right? That, that That's a guy who fits the young. Yes, he is. If you're looking for a young, versatile guy to take a flyer Coming on. off injury, though. Coming off injury? Yeah, uh, coming off injury. All right, so he definitely fits. Uh, my guy, Mark, my put, guy, Put that one down in pen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Bashad Breland, if they're looking for an outside corner, he's out there. Uh, Ronald Darby, <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. Were there any Jermaine other corners? Johnson, these are not very good options. Now that were I'm going exactly, to that's my in point. In your trade piece, Sheil, uh, were yeah. there any other corners who were who were there? 
Well, can you give? Can you like buy me ten seconds to pull that up, or you just thought <laughs> sure, I had that just, like printed on the wall or something? Well, it's your work. I mean, it's you know, forty-two you, players. You, you commissioned everybody else to do the work for you. I was exactly. hoping at least you so could remember what what no. it was. So it wasn't my work, correct? Yeah. Everybody else did the work for me. Uh, Darius Slay, we mentioned, he was a, a trade target. There were some others. Let me see here. Dum dee dum dum dum. Good podcasting here. <laughs> Just trying Very to think. Like, is, is like, can Howard get... be traded now that the Dolphins yeah. signed Byron Jones? Yeah, now that they have Byron Jones. Yeah, they have two of the highest paid uh, uh, corners in the I NFL. Have... Just, just wait until the sales pitch you get on Sydney Jones this offseason. Oh, man. If, if, if Sydney Jones is part of a selling again. point this offseason, they have failed. Like, <laughs> just in every wait. way. I mean, if, if it's Desmond Trufant and Sydney Jones. Oh, my God. I mean, our listeners are throwing up right now. There's Quincy you Wilson, Quincy Wilson of the Colts. He's been a huge. He's been like never their version of, of a. He's been like their version of a Sydney Jones, basically. Yeah. Literally yeah, never so heard exactly. of him. Exactly. Second round pick. Yeah. A second round pick. Yeah. He's 24. Yeah. Second round pick and got in the doghouse and got replaced. So like you could probably you could probably trade Sydney Jones for uh, Quincy Wilson if you wanted to do that. But what I about think a though, big bows? Yeah, he's a he's a free agent, right? Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm surprised yeah, so you couldn't fit him I think in your he was top getting tendered, I thought. Well, I, I I think he was getting a, an RFA tender. Oh, there you go, maybe. Uh, Vic Fangio knows defense, we're, we're and he played. About, he's yeah, he's yeah. Bit in on big ball, so I'll be on Fangio's side for defensive arguments. Uh, so there are not a lot of great options out there. That's true. Let's see what they do. Maybe maybe somebody like a like a Logan Ryan. But if you're talking about outside, how about a nickel quarters, Roby Coleman? You have an opinion you know, on him? He's a nickel. Yeah, like that's the, the best joke. Name that, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, do they? And I saw, I, I saw a tweet yesterday. Maybe it was from, it was from Daniel Jeremiah. I apologize if it wasn't, but it said Byron Jones is really going to get paid because of the cornerbacks in this draft class. You know, and and the insinuation was out outside of Akuda. Um, this this really isn't a like a, a great cornerback draft class. So. It's not like you can sit there and, and say, "All right, well, you'll you'll have one at twenty one who can be your." Starter. Well, I mean, when's the last time they drafted a corner who played well? Am I missing somebody? I keep they, uh, yeah, I'm Bradley thinking the Lido. They, if they can get the Lido <laughs> Sheldon draft, that's fantastic. Maybe that's just their plan A. We'll just you know, hey, let's just let's just do that. Okay, we'll we'll get a uh, Lido and a Shelton. So it's a um, you know, going through that list, it is thinner than I uh, previously thought it was so i don't know what they're gonna do maybe bo is right maybe avante maddox outside corner mm. is plan a maybe hargrave can play corner. yeah position of football uh, well you put me you know well the thing is malik jackson can, sl- can slide out to the outside <laughs> yes, if you yeah. need so you just, just outside slide corner, him out yeah. a little bit further yeah well i mean uh, i well, think that Go ahead. Oh, sorry, you know I keep stealing your hosting. Go ahead. I don't want you well, to get mad. Well, uh, the Black Tux believes oh, every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit or tuxedo for their big day. Did you know the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? What do you think that is? Like one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? I, I'd like to imagine what I that would, actually means. Like, I would think probably think they were beat up, like no, accosted. I think probably some tightness in the crotch area would be mine. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, it all goes to the crotch area for Mr. Capadia. It turns out they aren't. That's what it'd be a stain. A stain, okay. Uh, it turns out they aren't alone in this frustration. <laughs> Just listen to these one star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible unless you're trying to dress like your grandpa for Halloween. 
We felt bet weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left. What I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. And let's be honest, uh, if you got a wedding coming up, you don't want to be going anywhere to try on your tux or suit. And the Black Tux can send it straight to your house. You don't have to go outside. That's the kind of business that I'm looking for these days. And the Black Tux does, however, have showrooms all across the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with code BIRDS. That's theblacktux.com, code BIRDS for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. Uh, what were you going to say, Shiel? Well, I, I was just going to ask, uh, I mean, I don't know if you have another pressing thing to get to, but, you know, we're entering the Wednesdays when they can officially sign. How do you feel about these, this sort of off-season, yeah, I guess just the past 48, 72 hours from uh, from the Eagles' perspective? I know it's not over. I know there's still more moves to make, but uh, it's if I would have told you before the start of this that they're going to sign a defensive tackle for $13 million who's a, who has talent but is a pass rush projection. If I told you they were going to have no zero cornerbacks at the end of the 48 hours, if I was going to tell you that two number one wide receivers got traded and they did not uh, acquire... We haven't even talked about Diggs yet. Oh, is that right? Oh, was that before? Yeah, that you're right. That was after last night. Yeah, that, no, was, that after, was after, yeah. Was and after, they didn't yeah. acquire... Uh, either of them, that they were going to bring back Rodney McLeod and they were going to let Malcolm Jenkins go, uh, I would have not been on board for, for that as a plan for the first 48 yeah. hours of free agency. I agree, although if you look at, at recent history, like 2017, the Alshon news didn't come out until literally once the clock started. Um, 2016, the McLeod and Brooks signings didn't happen until right before... Uh, the you know free agency really opened. It was it was it was that day. It was the last day. Um, so there could be moves that are under wraps, or or there there could still be things to do. But you're absolutely right, Shield. If if like this is, I can't imagine this was Plan A. I'll put it that way. When when Howie said we have Plan A and then we have Plan B, I can't imagine Plan A was to be sitting here and saying, well, we we have a defensive tackle, which I I understood the move and. Really, nothing else except re-signing Hassan Ridgeway, uh, Jalen Mills, uh, Rod- <laughs> and Ronnie McLeod, and, and, and Nate Sunfeld, and Nate Sunfeld. Yeah, that that doesn't strike me as as like this great retooling that they were that they've spent the whole uh, season preparing. Plan for. H, Plan Q. I mean, well, how I far can't, how I far can't get no. I can't get worked <laughs> up about the the big picture stuff yet until we see. It's it's so exactly. early. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little I'm bit. Get, I'm getting worked up. But listen, I'm I'm sitting in this chair for 18 hours a day, and if I want to get worked up, I'm going to get worked up. Well, you certainly deserve that. Uh, okay, you. before we move on to the rest of the uh, Eagles-related moves, let's uh, spare a quick uh, second on, on Malcolm Jenkins. You guys shared your favorite moments. Let's do a quick two-can-you. I want to see how well Zach can do here. 
Zach, Malcolm Jenkins has intercepted eight different quarterbacks as a member of the Eagles. Two can you name the eight quarterbacks? Uh, Tom Brady is is one That's of them. Correct. I know that because it was it was that that upset up there. Shield, feel free um, to jump in if you have any. No, I'm Eli so Manning. glad you didn't even mention me. Thank you. <laughs> I have no interest. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of these. You had the. Eli Manning interception? That's correct. He has intercepted um, Eli Manning more than any other quarterback with the Eagles. Three interceptions. Yeah. Um, let's see. He, I don't think he had any interceptions this past season, if memory serves. So I believe he had, he had one had, this past season. I could be wrong about this that. Past season? Yeah, maybe this was – I could be wrong. Um, and actually, you probably have to go back to like the – he had none. You're right. He had none this this past season. Yeah, I'm. I'm really trying to. And think he only here. had one last year. Uh, and that was Eli. Yeah. Who you've um, I mean, uh, the interceptions off the top of my head are Eli and Brady are the ones that that jump out. I I can go through and think more, but that's uh, what I'm asking you to do. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Was there a Cam Newton interception? There was a Cam was Newton interception. A, uh, nice job. Okay. Um. But uh, and then 2000, uh, let's see, 2014. After that season, he he really wanted to work on his hands. So 15, I imagine, he had interceptions. Um, but yeah, so he had Brady that year. He had Cam Newton that year. Uh, I'm this is bad podcasting, and so I'm, I'm I wow three of I eight. Will go I'm with disappointed in you. Three of eight. I'm sorry. I, I mean, if I, I I'll say Jameis Winston probably because Jameis Winston threw a lot of interceptions. Correct. <laughs> Is Jameis one of them? Uh, What's that? It's incorrect, I'm afraid. I do, I do like okay. that methodology, okay. though. For like the next ten years, <laughs> if there's ever a question like that, you might as well just throw Jameis. There's, Winston I out would there say, there's things. one that you should get just based on if you like, if you just think about it for a second of who he would have played against. Oh, all right. Well, let's go. Yeah, let's go NFC East. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Kirk. Cousins. Yeah, two against two against Captain yeah. Kirk, who, by the way, got paid yesterday. Okay. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Great job by the Vikings. <laughs> They're in great shape. And then uh, let's say Dak Prescott. Uh, yes, one against Dak. Okay, so yeah, okay. I, I should. The other three, the uh, Andrew Sorry. Luck was his first with the Eagles, and then okay. Colin Kaepernick, and of course, our dear friend, Mister Biscuit. Okay, yeah, I do remember the Andrew Luck one because it was the game when him and Sproles both had big games, mm. and Connor Barwin afterwards had the tweet like, "Like, thank you, New Orleans." Uh, there you go. Well, that's a good. That's a good little Zach memory we got. Uh, okay, Zach. What's your uh, what's you wrote about it, and, and uh, our listeners can can read our uh, waxing nostalgic on Malcolm Jenkins. But is there anything else you feel like uh, has been left unsaid about his his legacy? No, there's uh, you know there's over the six over the past six years, I, I've spent time uh, football, non football, writing about Malcolm, talking to Malcolm. So I I had something in there, a Malcolm story that I, I liked from him growing up. I, you know, I, I did spend some time with him at his childhood home in Piscataway, New Jersey. Um, there's uh, there's um, an off-the-field thing, and then there's a thing from practice I, I mentioned when he gave the chair to, uh, to DeMarco Murray. I'll mention two quick things. One was there was also a practice in 2017, the first practice after the Eagles traded Jordan Matthews. Nelson Aguilar was primed to have a big role. Malcolm felt Nelson needed to have more dog in him. I think that's how, how, how Malcolm explained it, something of, of that nature, and picked a scuffle 
with Aguilar in that practice because he he felt like he he needed uh, something more to come out of Nelson. So the first practice after the trade, and it was deliberate on his part. And then the other thing is I remember having um, a conversation with him. Uh, it was actually at his football camp up in up in New Jersey, and uh, and he was he was kind of lamenting that that like he's viewed as as like ship spokesman. Um, you know, or it's like this chip defender. And he said, there's a lot of things about chip that, that got on his nerves. Like the fact that he couldn't wear, um, different color socks at practice. Mm. But he said like, in these situations, you need to look at the overall, uh, you, you can't just, just, just kind of pick and choose. And overall he's, he's doing more good than bad. And I feel it's my responsibility to kind of speak up for it. Um, and so I, I thought that was a good lesson in there too. Um, but yeah, so, and, and so there's a few other things I, I, I mentioned in that story and I, and we could do a whole podcast this off season with uh, different Malcolm Jenkins anecdotes. I think that's fair. Uh, Sheila, are you still with us? Oh yeah. Sorry. We're still going. Okay. okay. Um, let's move on. Let's move we, We're a little bit pressed for time. So let's move okay. on to the, the, the other league wide stuff. Is that fair? If you want, I mean, okay. What you? What, what else you want to say? No, nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So read that. Read that piece uh, of our thoughts on Malcolm Jenkins. I think it's uh, fair to say he's he's an all time eagle, and I do think that it's. I think it is. Uh, it is noteworthy that he is. I think he is in the conversation of all time eagle quicker than any other eagle in that conversation. Like everybody else in the level in his level of, like, franchise standing, played for more than six seasons with the team. Agreed. And I'll give a shout-out, too, to uh, check out, if you were an Athletic subscriber, Bo did a story, was it two years ago, when he was the man of the year in Philadelphia? Yeah, that was or that's the athlete one of, my, of the year. In, I like that story. Yeah, in, in Philadelphia. That had some good insight on all that kind of goes into Malcolm. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Uh, okay, and do read that. Okay, uh, let's talk. Let's talk, uh, Tom Brady. We got to get to touchdown, Tom. And uh, do you think that I'm crazy? And I, I have seen this out there. I thought about it at the same time, but I think it was uh, Jeff McDevitt who tweeted it. But I, to my bones, believe that Tom Brady is going to the Bucks in some part because of a TB12 branding type thing. He might, maybe he's going to get a new number. And it'll change. It'll change the company's name to like TB14 or something like that. But I believe that there is an actual connection in his mind between TB and TB. I don't think so. But it, yeah, I mean, this is what I, you wanted I, I to move on to. That, was this? This was yeah. your league-wide news. You had to get this take out there. You thought it was so good. I absolutely this had in. to get this take out, out there. Okay. All right. Well, I, I thought he was going to go to the Chargers. Um, so I, you know, I'm I'm surprised. I, I'm, I mean, I get it from a football perspective, but I and as you as you read about it, the lifestyle perspective. His family's in New York, uh, so he's on the East Coast as opposed to the West Coast. But I I thought like Tom Brady would be playing in like a big city or for an iconic franchise. The idea of him finishing his career for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's very funny. Uh, it's very weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. I'm, I so, am like yeah. I am looking forward to seeing the two sides like trying to prove each other wrong. It's kind of funny. 
And and also, like I love, you know, yesterday I was making fun of the Byron Jones wants no state income tax thing. Like right. the, like the, this idea that he wants to be close to New York City for family yeah, reasons. I agree like with Fo- that. Fo- Foxborough's, like Massachusetts is pretty yeah. close to New York City, last right. I checked. I don't know. Well, he clearly did not <laughs> want to play for the Patriots yeah. as as. Rather, as as Robert Kraft, Mike <laughs> made it so clear in the public statements, which I found to be an interesting strategy. Do you think? You do you know? think Tom Brady had, was even like out of the driveway before Robert Kraft started telling people that? I mean, that right. yeah, that that was very Calling aggressive. Up Stephen A. Smith. Like. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that was amazing. God, how badly would you want? I mean, that to me is is like. Uh, I don't want to say an indictment on New England because they've had a lot of success, but but like when you want to leave so badly that apparently that he he didn't even get into negotiations with them. That you're willing to, to, you're willing to just, move to Florida. Yes. Man, th- yeah. That you, you're yeah. stealing my uh, my brand there. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> uh, would you say, Sheil, as the national guy, that it is possible if we're discounting trades? that the New York Giants have made the two worst signings of both days of the legal tampering period. Oh, man, you got to give me... Uh, well, we know Blake Martinez. Who, who's the other yeah. one that I'm missing? Well, yesterday, the franchise for Leonard Oh, the Williams. franchise tag counts. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one that off the top of my head is worse. Okay. Jimmy Graham to the Bears. <laughs> for two years, $16 million... I mean, great career, incredible guy to watch in his prime. You know what's so this funny about that? This guy has like, like, like no, but you don't need film. You don't need all twenty-two. You need like a an eleven-year-old on the couch watching one, you know, maybe two possessions of him last year to say, "Do not." I mean, they're they're hard pressed for like cap space. And what's got so holes. funny is they they played him twice a year. They it's like they got to see him two times. That that to me I thought uh when I, I couldn't <laughs> believe when I when I read that 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 was actually what they were doing. I think they're a very underrated uh bad front office. Y- yes, I agree with that. Other than just the Trubisky stuff, you know. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, we didn't talk about Stefan Diggs because it happened late last night, but uh, obviously it uh, makes the DeAndre Hopkins trade look funnier in retrospect. But uh, it, I don't, I didn't think the price was super crazy. Basically, a first round pick and then three day three picks. Would you have paid that price if you were the Eagles? Because I mean, they literally could have beat it. They were one. They have one pick better than the Bills in the first round. Uh, would you have paid that price if you don't need to touch the contract? Yeah, like if he's going to play on that deal for two, three years, then yes. If if it's the type of thing where you trade for him and like a Darius Slay situation where you're going to have to redo the deal, then no. Yeah, I mean, Slay is only signed for one year. Diggs' contract is amazingly team-friendly, that you make a good point, Zach, that he's yes. not going to be happy with that. I think that very, is the right answer. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to be happy with that for long. I mean, if he said, I'm going to play – play this contract out or play the next two, three years on this contract, then I think a hundred percent I would do that. I would have still I would have still considered it. You know, initially I thought, wow, they got a haul, but then Bo, you were kinda like, eh, really? You think they got that much? And yeah, it's not I mean that's kind of the going rate for a number one right wide receiver. It's a first round pick and something else. And so yeah, it was it was uh, a they first, gave up- a fifth, a sixth, and a next year fourth for Diggs and a hilarious seventh this year. 
Yeah, they got thrown. Or out. a ten million dollar running back. That's the other going rate for. <laughs> yeah. exactly. uh, I mean, he would make me. I would need to feel good about. Yeah, bringing I think, him in the I locker think it's room one where you've got to actually happy. talk to the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does. Uh, it doesn't seem to take much to make him uh, unhappy, but. At the same time, if he goes from that run-first offense with Kirk Cousins and he comes to Philadelphia in a pass, uh, a more pass-heavy offense, and Carson Wentz is really hitting his prime, then like the upside is there for like an unbelievable combination for the next three, four, five years. So uh, it, it would probably make me nervous to give that much up, and especially if you had to do the contract. But I do love the player, so I would I would have to think about it. Thoughts on the return of Nate Studfeld? We put our, our uh, thoughts on the athletic, but I <laughs> I would say here that um, well, that's why I'm giving it the a, I'm contract giving it a quickie here. Yeah, yeah. So the contract itself suggests that like this is not a definite situation where he's your number two. I think he's he's either competing or yeah, the terms uh, were likely very to be. very cheap, right? Like one year, two million yeah. up to three, something like that. Yeah, I, I think a million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, That's nothing. So, the type of situation Good where money bags. Uh, well, yeah, I know for, <laughs> for a quarterback yeah. in the National Football League. Did you see yeah. what Chase Daniel got paid? I mean, maybe that, that was the guy. worst deal of the day. Yeah. Yeah, to the Lions. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. To the Lions, oh a team gosh. that needs a backup quarterback. That's up there for worst deal. With, yeah. In like the most saturated quarterback market there has ever been, they're rushing out to pay Chase Daniel. Like, yeah, like exactly. they're going to get fired if they don't have a good year. And this yeah. was their idea. To, uh, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Good. But good. I, I got to think. Maybe that was like also if, part of Corey Unlin's deal. Uh, yeah. I mean, first off, I, I, I can't imagine there was a, a robust um, market for uh, Sudfeld if he signed so quickly at at that price. Uh, I mean, you you know him. He knows the system. He gets along with Carson, so so those are all pluses. Has has no experience at, or, or or no starting experience. Um, but I can't imagine he signed on to be your number three uh, because that just wouldn't make sense. So either they they have plans to bring Josh McCown back at some point, and you know McCown's in the room, and and maybe Sudfeld's number two, and. Uh, or uh, or they bring in someone later, and it's a competition with Sudfeld, and and he feels like he can win the competition. But at those terms, um, yeah, it's certainly understandable. Just you know, I, I don't think you say, "All right, backup quarterback solved." Yeah, I think placeholder. See if you can upgrade. Uh, but man, I would think he would just. He might. I can't imagine how angry he would be if. They were like, all right, Josh yeah. McCown's coming back. He's the backup. Yeah. But eh, there's nothing he can really do about it. So maybe they'll sign Dan Fouts. But instead. maybe McCown comes back as as the number three, uh, you know? Maybe. I feel like he's not doing that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Where, yeah. He might want a little more juice than that. Uh, what'd you make of uh, the fight in Frank Reich's getting Philip Rivers, Shield? Well, I think it's a reasonable gamble to take i mean it's one year so you see if it works out you can do another year if it doesn't uh you know you were going with jacoby Brissett. so we'll see how it goes i mean if there's i can very i can very vividly in my mind's eye picture him just yelling at people in the white colts uniform there you go i think it has to be the white colts uniform if he has anything else that should be a place to succeed with the uh, offensive line that they have. He's familiar with the coaches, those different types of things. But, uh, you know, he might just be cooked. The guy's old. Maybe he's going to get uh, Nelson Aguilar out there in Indianapolis. 
Could be. Haven't heard anything about him yet. A little reunion with Mike Rowe. And actually, the wide receiver market in terms of free agency has been very slow. No Rob, Robbie yeah. Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders, Brashad Perriman, Nelson Aguilar, Devin Fungia, except for A.J. Green got the tag. I don't think any. I, can, mm. I don't know that anybody's been signed. So Yeah. That's, that is know. interesting. And perhaps the draft class has something to Maybe do with they that. can steal a, a steal a Perriman on a reasonable contract. Yeah, that's not that's uh, that would change the overall picture a little bit. I would uh, how about that uh, how about uh, Kamu 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 Guru J Hill? He's out yeah, good of for town. him. You know? <laughs> what did he make? I I don't know what the numbers are. He got a one year deal in Miami. Uh, Brian Flores was the position coach when that that drafted wow, him. Wow, that's a good uh, that's a good England. zebra nugget. What a freaking nugget! Unbelievable! So, this guy. Good so, what nugget. is wrong with you? Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, you have look, a so it's so it, it's uh, you know, and that's a team that that has has made some decent moves. So wait a second, uh, wait look, the a AFC, second. Let's not say right. that they aren't I mean, we supposed to sign off? Didn't didn't Kent say he needed to go somewhere? And you're getting into a Miami Dolphins discussion here. <laughs> yes, he yeah, said he really. wants to go. Yeah, Kent away is not thirty over, show. So we're gonna we're gonna close up. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to service the listeners. Okay, go ahead. Give us your yeah. So good for Camus, but I, I, I like um, I liked what Shield wrote on Monday morning that Camus might be the player that the Eagles regret letting go. We'll see the terms of of the deal when it came out, but it's a one year deal. It's not a multi year deal. Um, so it's it's probably the type of situation where the Eagles just kind of wash their hands of him. And in that case, I, I think they they might regret it because I'm I'm not certain that like that he couldn't help the team next year. No All linebackers, right. no corners, no Malcolm Jenkins, no wide receivers. But defensive tackles. <laughs> All right, let's close. They're loaded at defense. Let's close with this. Uh, everybody take a second to think about uh, one player who is not currently on the Eagles who you think will be an Eagle by the time we record this podcast tomorrow night. Uh, I'll go first, I guess, since uh, I'm springing this on you. And I will say... Um, I could say Derek Wolf and give him another defensive tackle, but that that would really be something. <laughs> my you, oh my gosh. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they signed Perriman. Wow! All okay. right, that would be fun. All right, I will go with. No, I'm trying to think if I should pull this move on you and go Von Bell, but I'm not going to do it. Mm, that would be uh, good. Then we could share I, in it together. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Logan Ryan. How yeah, that? that was the other one that I was that I was considering. Okay. I will go with Will Parks. Oh, Will Parks off the board. Oh, I like it. Full sentence all star. Do you want to I explain to him for in five seconds who that is? For because I can't imagine anybody knows unless they were <laughs> yeah, classmates with native. him. <laughs> Yeah, Philly native, um, North Philly native, has 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 been on the uh, Denver Broncos. Um, has has played decently there the past four years. Rookie contract came up. He's a safety, but he has some versatility. Uh, so to to go along with what I was saying about versatility in in the defensive backfield, um, that's a player to watch. Twenty five years. I ago. think this is just what they're gonna do. They're gonna have like four nickels or mm-hmm. five nickels, mm-hmm. move them around and see what happens. Sounds like a great exactly. Plan. I, I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a big talking point of theirs this off season. It sounds very dumb to me, but okay. 
<laughs> I'm not saying they won't do that. I just think it's a dumb plan. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, okay. Well, hopefully it includes uh, my boy Patrick on Uwasor. Okay. Uh, for Zach and Shield, that'll do it for this episode of Birds of Friends. We'll be back tomorrow night after free agency officially opens. And for both of them, as always, we love you. <laughs>